Hare Krishna everyone, welcome back to the reading of Dialectic Spiritualism, a Vedic view on Western philosophy by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And this is Shravanam Daivi's podcast, I'm your host Sulalita Devidasi. We're continuing chapter number 7, Kierkegaard. Disciple Kierkegaard thought that because God sees, in quote, everything as equally important and equally insignificant, he can only be interested in one thing, obedience. Srila Prabhupada Yes, and God demands that full obedience. Sarvadharman parityajya mamikam sharanam raja Our primary obedience should be to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and we should obey the spiritual master because he is the representative of God. If a person carries out the orders of God, he can become a spiritual master or a guru. A guru does not manufacture anything. He simply presents what God speaks in the scriptures. It is not that we accept just anyone's proclamations about God. Statements must be corroborated by the standard scriptures. Disciple Kierkegaard said, quote, As an act of worship offered to God, we should renounce everything. Unquote. Srila Prabhupada Worship begins with the renunciation of ulterior motives. Our only business is to love God. And the first-class religious system teaches its followers to love God without ulterior motive. Such worship cannot be checked by material considerations. In any condition, we can love God and God will help us to love Him. Chapter 8 Schopenhauer the German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer (1788–1860) took some of his ideas from the Indian Vedic literature, but many more from Buddhist writings, and he ended up espousing an atheistic and pessimistic doctrine. Srila Prabhupada shows how his idea of nirvana, extinguishing one's will, is self-defeating and ultimately impossible to achieve. Hmm. Disciple For Schopenhauer, happiness means inactive satisfaction, nirvana. Since he thought that the will to enjoy the material world is the irrational urge that brings about all suffering. He advocated the extinction of the will. In his main book, The World as Will and Idea, he wrote, 
the Indian Vedas and Puranas have no better smile than a dream for the actual material world, which they call the web of Maya, and they use none more frequently. From this Schopenhauer concluded, life is a long dream. What is this world of perception but my idea? He goes on to conclude that life is a projection of the will. Srila Prabhupada. Yes, material life is a projection of the material will or material desire. And nirvana means that material desires are finished. But the living entity cannot be desireless because he is an eternal spiritual being. Thus, even when he finishes his material desires, he still has spiritual desires. In the materially conditioned state, these spiritual desires are covered by material desires. But in any case, desire is the constant companion of the soul or living entity. The soul transmigrates in this material world from one body to another and he creates desires according to the type of body he gets. God's supreme will affords the living entity various bodies so that he can fulfill his minute will which is made up of material desires. In other words, the living entity wills something and the supreme will, God or Krishna, understanding the finite will of the living entity, gives his facilities to fulfill his particular desire. In this way, the will of the living entities is the cause of this material existence. However, Schopenhauer was wrong in thinking that you can become happy by extinguishing your will. Since you are a living entity, living being, you must always have desires. If your desires are stopped, you become like a stone. So instead of trying to put an end to all desire, you should try to cleanse the diseased form of desire. That cleansing process is Krishna consciousness, bhakti. Presently our desires are desires of the body. When the living entity acquires the body, of an American, a, a European, a Chinaman, or whatever, he desires like a human being. When he changes his body to that of a dog, he spends his time barking. According to his desires, he has received a particular type of body. But these desires are temporary. And thus the living entity moves from one body to another. 
because he is materially covered, he considers the temporary world to be reality. But because it is constantly changing, it is not. Therefore, in one sense, this material world is all a dream. Disciple. And trying to enjoy this dream is the source of frustration. Srila Prabhupada. Yes, because it is a fact that we cannot fulfill our material desires which come and go like dreams. All material activities, subtle or gross, are manifestations of various dreamlike desires. Therefore, the impersonalistic Mayavadi philosophers say Brahma Satyam Jagan Mitya. The dreamer is a fact, but the dream is false. Our Vaishnava philosophy agrees that the dreamer is the factual living entity. But we say that the dream of this material world is not false, but temporary. Therefore, the dreamer has to come to the real, eternal, spiritual platform, so that his flickering material dreams can be extinguished. As explained in the Narada Pancharatra, Sarvapadhi vinirmuktam tatparatvena nirmalam Hrishikena hrishikesha sevanam bhakti ruchyate Quote, Bhakti, or devotional service, means engaging all our senses in the service of the Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the master of all the senses. When the spirit soul renders service unto the Supreme, there are two side effects. He becomes free from all false material designations and his senses become purified. When one abandons the dream and awakens to reality, that is Krishna consciousness or bhakti. Disciple, then will or desire can never be annihilated. Srila Prabhupada, no. The Bhagavad Gita 3.5 states that we cannot live for a second without desires. Because we are living, we must will and desire at every moment. Disciple, what about the Buddhists? They advocate a state of desirelessness. Srila Prabhupada, they believe that if you dismantle this material body, there will no longer be desire or suffering. But this is not a fact. The fact is that you are an eternal spirit soul. You do not die after the dis destruction of the body. <clears throat> Consequently, thinking, feeling and willing are actually carried from this body to another body in the process of transmigration. When the body dies, the living entity's will 
carries him away and according to the quality of his will, he receives another body. That body may be the body of a demigod, a dog, a human or whatever. In any case, will or desire is the carrier. Disciple, Schopenhauer was greatly influenced by some of the Vedic writings. He wrote, quote, Every keen pleasure is an error and an illusion, for no attained wish can give lasting satisfaction. All pain rests on the absence or passing away of such illusory pleasure. Thus, both pain and pleasure arise from defective knowledge. The wise man, therefore, holds himself equally, aloof from joy and sorrow, and no event disturbs his composure. Srila hmm. hmm. Prabhupada In this material world people say this is good and that is bad but actually there is no question of good and bad because everything material is on the temporary platform also the Bhagavad Gita states that the pains and pleasures experienced in the material world do not touch the spirit soul when a spirit soul is under the illusion that he is his material body he becomes concerned with the body's pains and pleasures because he thinks that those pains and pleasures are his. But this is not a fact. Therefore, Krishna advises Matras parshastu kaunte yashitoshna sukha dukha daha agamapaino nityas tamstitikshasvabharata. Quote O son of Kunti, the non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course are like the appearance and disappearance of winter and summer seasons. They arise from sense perception, O sign of Bharata, and one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 2.14 Since pleasures and pains come and go in due course, they are not the reality. So why bother about them? If I feel pain, let me tolerate it and go about my business of serving Krishna. Disciple Schopenhauer saw happiness in the world as at best, a negative state, simply a momentary suspension of suffering. Hmm. Srila Prabhupada. Yes, that is explained by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sometimes, when a man is to be punished, he is held under water to the point of suffocation. Then he is let up, and when he can finally breathe, he thinks, ah, happiness at last 
but then he is immersed in the water for another period of suffering. So the point is that real happiness means to be relieved of suffering permanently, not for just a few moments. Jai, we will stop at this point, especially powerful point, I feel. Everything depends on perception, really. Lately, I... Mm, this is kind of a hot topic for me right now. Everything depends on perception. And the more we are in touch with such incredible acharyas like Srila Prabhupada, the more our perception becomes clear and according to the reality. So, thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is in the description. Please check out our website, shravanamdiaries.com where you will find the list of all the books we've read so far, episodes, timeline, author's biography, and much more. Yes, so read this book along with us and share it with your friends. And we shall see you next time. Hare Krishna!